0: Five plus months later, and we back. I know it's been a long hiatus. I apologize. I'm sorry. You know, we had to deal with some stuff, but we're here. We're back. We're better than ever. And happy new year to everybody! Happy new year! Happy 2022. Let's start this new off year right, good, and better than ever. It's a lot of grind. And there's going to be a lot of shining this year. 2022, we're going to be putting a lot of work. And we're just going to have fun. We're going to have fun with it. I miss y'all dearly and gratefully. Thank you for everybody that's been listening and, you know, just keeping the podcast alive. I appreciate that. From the bottom of my heart, I would just say thank you for everybody that's just listening and tuning in. Even though we haven't really been posting like, you know, like that the past couple months at all. But at least it's alive. And at least I know that people are still listening to it. Believe me, I've been looking at it. I've been looking at it. I've been looking at it. People have been listening. um, trying to keep it alive. Just tuning in to see what it's about. And I'll say thank you. But... Brand new year, new stuff. Back, we here, this is Organized Mess, and I'm ATV2. Let's get right into it. Tonight's episode, we'll be talking about WWE pay-per-view, day one. It's weird, they took away TLC, they canceled it, put it in day one. understand, new pay-per-view, they want to try something different. I'm not surprised. It's Vince McMahon. You already know how he is. Um, We're just going to be talking about all the matches that happened that night. You know, and just breaking down each one. The storyline leading up to the matches and all that. You know, what I like, what I didn't like about it. So, let's get right into it. So, we have the kickoff match. Sheamus... Versus Rich Holland. Versus Cesaro and Ricochet. Where Sheamus and Rich Holland won. I'm just going to break it down. For for them. For Rich Holland. I don't really know too much about that man at all. I really don't. Um, I know he went from NXT UK. Then on to NXT. And you know. Now Wrestling. You know, now wrestling in um, you know his first ever pay per view got drafted to SmackDown. I don't even think I ever seen this man wrestle before. Actually, I don't, I don't know if you know if I just haven't just watched watched him wrestle a lot, or I just don't know who he is. But I mean, you partnered up with the Celtic Warrior, Seamus. And we all know Sheamus good and well. Way back when before WWE changed their logo and changed all their title belts. You know, when there was Mark Henry, Big Show, you know, Teddy, you know, John Cena, and all them all them wrestlers, Kane, Undertaker, he was he was he was still in that era, I'm not gonna hold you. Um but pardon up with Sheamus... I didn't really expect it because it's a kickoff match. No one really pays attention to a kickoff match like that. It's just like a warm up match. That's all it is. Um, Cesaro and Ricochet. I know Cesaro and Ricochet both have, you know, stuff with Sheamus in the past and past matches that they wrestled with, especially Cesaro and Seamus because, you know, as you've been watching WWE, you know, they were the bar. Their tag team name, you know, back in, like, what, 2017, 2018, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, yeah, they were tag team champions, Raw, and I think also SmackDown as well, too. Um, they had a lot of history together. They're a good tag team, like, a heel tag team. like um, And I, they had a lot of chemistry, and then after a while, they just broke apart, just, you know, just in WWE shape. They wanted to break them apart. Um, but yeah, I remember the last match, um, I think it was a couple weeks back before, in you know, the leading up to this, it was a random one, and he was like, I don't remember if Sheamus or Cesaro said, like, you've always been my brother, and all that stuff, and then I think Cesaro said, um, you've always been family to me, and I think they just had some words out in the ring while they were wrestling, and all that, and then Ricochet and Sheamus... They all they obviously have also still have beef with each other, um. In a way, like Ricochet, he's very acrobatic. Has just he just be flipping everywhere, doing things that you've never seen before. Like the man is crazy when it comes to wrestling. Like the new wave of wrestling is a lot of you know acrobatics, you know, you know gymnasium type stuff. Um. A lot of flips, all that crazy stuff. And then Sheamus is like a powerhouse. Just straight, you know, smashing, hitting. Just, you know, his famous bro kick, one boot to the face. Boop, you're done. Um, But, yeah, like it's, you know, I don't really have that much to say about the kickoff match um, at all. But, you know... I'm not surprised it's Sheamus anyway. But yeah, congratulations to Sheamus and Rich Holland for getting that dub, winning their, um the match at, you know, the kickoff match at day one. So, kudos to you guys. Next one. Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss. Where Drew McIntyre defeats Mad Cat Moss. I knew this was going to be... This, I knew definitely Drew McIntyre was going to demolish this man, first of all. Like, M- Madcap Moss just randomly appeared. I don't remember if he was drafted or anything like that. Um, He just randomly appeared. Like, he just became Happy Court and sidekick for no reason. And... I, like, it, it's weird to me. It's very weird to me. Like... I think if I remember correctly, Drew McIntyre and I think Mad Cat Raw Ro- oh uh, sorry, Mad Mad Cat Moss, sorry, was uh what is it? In a I don't, I don't remember now. It was it was a weird type of 30 man battle royal match and everything like that and Mad I don't know, Mad Cat Moss I don't know he's just, he's just in my way. it's he's just weird and quirky. He's basically just like a weird quirky side uh sidekick of a uh happy happy Corbin. I'm not you know scratchy. I'm not even going to say happy. I'm just going to say Corbin cuz that's what that's what I'm just used to. But I hate Corbin. I hate Corbin with a passion. I think the only time I was like <laughs> you know kind of in a way upset like or just sad for him when he actually was broke and lost everything. But even then, I I hated him. I hated him when he was like, like just so, just like a dick for no reason. And then I loved him when he just broke and just had no money at all, just lost everything. And it's <laughs> it's funny they try to make him a face for that time period, that t- window. And as soon as he got money, he just became a dick again. That's that's all it is. He was a dick with money. He was a nice person without money. And then he became a dick again with money. That's all happened. Um, overall, I just, to be honest, I want to see Happy Corbin get in the ring. Get his ass whooped by Drew McIntyre. Because that's what he deserves. Real talk. Um, I just never, I just never really liked them to at all. Mad like Moss. I don't even like. I don't even know much about you. I just don't like how you are. I just never did. Um. Drew McIntyre. We know him. We love him. It's McIntyre for Christ's sake. <laughs> like it was gonna be a matter of time before you know he gets the boot to the face. <laughs> it's it's funny. He got a claymore. The claymore kick. To the face, like get claymore. I just want to see him get claymore around the ring. That would be the funniest thing just to watch. Just claymore, 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 claymore. Just keep going. Just keep going till you can't stop giving him a claymore. Like it's Drew McIntyre. I think that was just just brand. That's just gonna be easy match for him. Like a way easy match for him like oh my gosh it's it's ridiculous it It was just ridiculous, but overall, congratulations for uh drew McIntyre to get w you know to like an easy win easy win but now now to one of the title matches, one of the tag team title matches, specifically the SmackDown tag team match we have the Usos part of the bloodline like I said the bloodline versus New Day we have your boy Xavier Woods oh my bad my bad not Xavier Woods King! King Woods and Kofi Kingston for the SmackDown tag team titles I felt like, you know, with how, you know, the New Day and the Usos, with their rivalry. It's crazy, because it goes all the way back to, like, maybe, like, 2016 or so. Maybe 2017. Either 2016 or 2017. Or 2018. I may be wrong. It's It's been a long time I've been watching both the Usos and the New Day. Um but it's <laughs> i remember their rivalry their rivalry for like years was crazy like it's it's weird like it's it's so crazy i think it's back i think the rivalry started back in like 2015 or so i think so i'm not sure but um but first it was like i remember was it the usos winning their you know their first tag team title match and then, next you know, you have the New Day winning their first tag team title match. And it's it was like, yo, I was like, yo, I like the Usos, and I like the New Day. And then, after a while, it just became them two just, like, you know, New Day has not to do like the tag team titles, then it's Usos, and it's New Day, then it's Usos, then it's New Day, then it's Usos. Then it's Day, then it's Day, then it's Usos. And it's just a like back and forth flip, because... At that time, in that five years, the Usos and the New Day was the two most dominant tag teams in WWE history. Like, of the new era, literally. And New Day's chemistry and the Usos' chemistry is crazy. It's just straight-up crazy. And then their rivalry, like, made it more better and it's, <laughs> like, they be, Russia, they be doing, like, Wrestlemania, Hell in a Cell. Like, it's crazy. Especially, like, their Hell in a Cell match. That, for the tag team titles. That one was hella crazy. I really like that match. Um, like I've, like, I've fucked with it so heavy. Like, so, so heavy. Like, the New Day and... The Usos are just crazy, just crazy tag teams. Just leading up to it. I know it's like kind of, like a kind of iffy because, you know, King Woods, sorry, Xavier Woods is now King. And, you know, he has his, you know, his WWE Universe, throne, his throne, his crown. You know, people, if you think about it, people only, you know looked at Xavier Woods as, like, just a tag team, like, just a, just a tag team person because, like, at one point in 2019, Kofi Kingston won the WWE Championship. Big E, 2021, he, like, he won the WWE Championship. And they have Xavier Woods just stuck, you know, just always winning tag team titles. But there's nothing wrong with Xavier Woods winning tag team titles. I mean, you know, like I said, he's, you know, tag team. But not only tag team, he is a 12-time, a 12-time, a 12-time tag team champion. That's a lot. You can't, like, I don't don't think you know anybody else that has tag, like, that has 12 tag team title championships wins. Or reigns for that match. Come on, now. The New Day is the best tag team of all time. I don't care what no one says. I'll say again. The New Day is the best tag team of all time. Time. Reason why I say that, their chemistry was always on point. There's like their storyline is always on point. The way they operate in the ring is always on point. Just like anything from them talking to them beefing with people. Just overall everything what they do in the ring is hella funny and hella entertaining, always. And I love the oost. Sorry, not the oost. Sorry, I love the new day to death, I do, I love him to death, always have, always will be, you know, Usos is right under them, literally right under them, like, I remember, I remember when, you know, Kofi kissed him before the New Day, you know, his fake, (laughs) his fake Jamaican accent and everything like that, um, but... Him with the you know the the yellow and green you know being from Jamaica and everything, the Jamaican accent and it it was funny. And then we had like Xavier Woods, you know, stru- basically struggling just to get matches in WWE and you know struggling just to be on TV. And they turn and then also Biggie Langston, Biggie Langston. Man, I miss saying that, that name. Big E. Langston. Um also, you know, struggling as well to get on the you know on TV, on the main stage, but mostly partnered with Dolph Ziegler, Sorry, Dolph Ziggler back in like 2012, 2013. Um, and then after that, up, and then after that he got his intercontinental title. And then after that, you know, lost it, and then just tr- just struggling just to be on TV after that. And then Vince McMahon just had the brightest idea, and just see if it would work, and just to partner up Biggie, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods as a tag team, and he just wanted to see how it would win. and it went very well. I mean, yeah, for of course they, you know. They they booed them, you know. But you, you know, like they did They'd be like, "Oh, this is, like retarded. This is a stupid. This will never work." And you know, yeah, they they got no respect from you know the like tag team locker room. But as time goes on and years goes on, they got respected. They had more fans, more look, pe- more people love them. Everything like that, merch. And after that, they won their first tag team titles. And after that, they won them again. And then again. And they have more fan base. And they have more love in the other universe. And then again. And again. And again. Up to their fifth one. Their fifth tag team championship win. Booker T. Booker T. Or as I say. King Booker. King Booker. Put them. In. The five-time tag team Hall of Fame wins had more than five tag team ha like tag team championship wins, and after that it became six and seven and eight and then then all the twelve. The twelve. What tag team? You know that has twelve tag. Team Championship title wins. I'll wait. You hear that? You you don't hear nothing. Because no one else has it. No one else has it. Not the Usos, not the Par not even the old, classic, classic tag team. If you count Dudley Boys, Hardy Bro- Hardy Brothers, Christian Edge, none of them compare to new the New Day in this generation. I mean, yeah, like when I say Dudley Boys and everything, that's, you know, another generation. That's added to area. That's added to era. But this is the new era that I'm talking about. And they have 12 tag team title reigns, bruh. That's all I gotta say. It's a goddamn new day, crying out loud. Like I said, New Day Rocks, New Day rocks, New Be clapping up the new day because I love their hard work and their achievements. Love them to death. I'm sorry that I went a little too much, but I love them to death. The Usos. Man, the Usos, where right? don't get me wrong, the second best, second best tag team in the industry, telling you right now. Their chemistry also is pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm not going to hold you. It's pretty good. I mean, they always got got that. (laughs) Now they always got to be like, Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. I remember that. I'm not going to lie. I still say that to this day. I'm like, Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. I like that though. I like that line though. It's, it's nice. It's cool. It's clean. I love it. I love it. When it comes to them as well, Usos. I mean, look. They like, bruh, Jimmy and Jay. They cool. They are. They, they cool. They they really are. I'm not going to hold you. They are. I feel like something about, like, Jimmy Jimmy and Jay is just also phenomenal in the ring. I'm telling you that right now. Usos are also loving to death. I mean they're part of the bloodline. The bloodline. Come on now, that's all I gotta say. Bloodline. That shit you, you already know who I'm talking about. When I said the bloodline. But it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Usos Usos and New Day at day one. For the tag team title. The Smackdown tag team titles. Usos retaining the Smackdown tag team titles. I'm not going to lie. Going up to this. Going up to this match. I don't even think we got enough like. Storyline between them. Not like the past. Because their storyline is crazy in the past. I'm not going to hold you. Their storylines was hella crazy in the past. Just now, it wasn't really I don't want to say it wasn't really that fulfilling because I, re- I didn't really hear anything juicy between the Usos and you know Woods, you know, besides them making fun of Xavier Xavier Woods and being a mug because of he has a crown and everything like that. But um overall I just you know, I just, like, it was a cool match. I'm not going to hold you. It was a, I, like, what I heard, it was, like, a very good match. Like, everybody did their thing. Xavier Woods was on fire, though. I'm not going to lie. As soon as he got tagged in, woof. Them, oh, my God. Them moves in the ring they were doing. Like, bro, Xavier Woods. I don't know if he was, <laughs> I know, uh, like, I don't know if he was, like, just, just, just the drilling was just hitting him or what. But, that man was just moving, moving in the ring. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love to see a 13-time reign from the New Day. Oh, my God. I just, right at this point, they probably be all the way up to 20 by now. But, um. But, the Usos, the Bloodline, is crazy right now, especially with. Yeah, right, you know, you know who. We'll be talking about him at a later date in this episode, but, jeez. Man, the bloodline be crazy, especially the Usos. They be taking out people just because. They got to be taking each other's back. The Usos is crazy in the ring. But not going to lie, I clap it up for them. That match was really good last, um, at day one. I really messed with it a lot. I really liked it. Like, shit, I wish, I would wish I was in that crowd. Shoot, I would be loving the hell out of that thing. Loving it. But, yes, like I said, solid match. Usos retain the title. clap it up for the Usos. And, you know, let me, let's just see what other crazy stuff these other two, you know, these two teams is going to go out. You know, go out and do. I mean, I know this is probably going to, you know, drag on and on SmackDown and probably they want to rematch. You know, when it comes to Royal Rumble, but we just got to wait and see. We just got to wait and see. The next Tag Team Championship match. The Raw Tag Team Championship match. RK Bro versus the street profits where RK Bro retained the tag team titles I'm gonna say between the breakdown with RK Bro before <laughs> before I even get into this match alone. I swear Riddle and Randy Orton who would knew who knew That them two, as a tag team, would be so good right now. They're opposites. They're polar opposites. Riddle is more like, you know, the the energizing, enjoying, like, crown-friendly type, you know, person. And you have Roman Reigns, like, sits in the shadow, always waits for the right time to strike. And, you know, like, the nickname, the Legend Killer, Literally, kills legends with his foot. Like, who knew that them as a tag team would even ever work? Because, you know, back when it was Thunderdome, like, it was weird. Because, you know, them, like, Red Yarder was, you know, never, you know, liked them like that. Like, even, like, they were trying to, like, make Riddle warm up to Rainy Orton. Like, Riddle always, like, warmed up to him, but he just... But for some reason, Rainy Orton just never could just warm up to Riddle. Like, Riddle. I think it was just because of his personality and him being energetic and all the time. I think it was just I, just... I think it just weirded him out. And he's like, bro, I just... No, like, why you doing too much? Like, bro, you literally doing too much. Like, can you just calm down? Just calm down. You're doing too much right now. And... I think he just got weirded out, and then over time, obviously, you know, it grew on him. Even when Randy Orton betrayed Riddle, he betrayed him. He said, nah, I ain't doing with this, and then, you know, and after that, he was like, he's, you know, he's still, he's still stuck in there. Riddle's still stuck in there for Randy, even though he betrayed him. That's, that's respect. He still cared about Randy, even though he got betrayed by him. That's real, like that's respect. I give you that, you know. And then after that, the chemistry started working, and then you know it broke up again because of some random stuff. I don't exactly remember all the all of it, you know, because it was you know months ago. But after that, they re- they uh, reunited on Raw, and you know. They, you know, they faced Omos and AJ Styles, ripped them tag team titles off of them at SummerSlam, and became tag team champions. To be more specific, RAW tag team champions. And ever since then, they became RAW tag team champions. Viking Raiders been after them. I know Almost and AJ Styles was was after them. The Street Profits was after them. Huh. Humberto Carrillo and, uh, and Angel Garza is after them. Otis and and um Gable is after them, the Alpha Academy, everybody's after them titles now. Everybody. Like it's crazy. Like I feel like And on Raw at the moment, if I have to like pick my top three that, you know, that are hella good, it's obviously going to be RK-Bro, then Street Profits, then Viking Raiders. It's not that no other tag team in Raw has a chance. Or is, sorry, not as a changed, but is good. I'm not saying that. They're all good. They're all good in their own exact way. I just feel like just take RK Bro down, it's going to have to be one of them three. Sorry. Sorry, not the one of them. It's going to be between um Street Profits and Viking Raiders. Because I've seen, you know, I've seen Viking Raiders when they wrestle. And I've seen Street Profits. They both crazy, especially the Viking Raiders. They powerhouses. They're big, hairy, (laughs) hairy powerhouses. But they get the job done, literally. They can get the job done. But it's it's crazy right now between them, especially with, you know, Otis always going after Riddle. Like the Alpha Cavalry really wants some Raw Tag Team titles. But for some reason, in regular singles matches or just tag team matches, they always come up short by by something. They always come up short. They they just never they just never really there like that. I I just don't just I don't know why I don't know if like something like about their chemistry is off, but they're just like they're just they're just missing a little something. They're missing something, and I know, I know it's there somewhere. They gotta look for it, but like, man. But overall, RK bro, keep doing what you're doing. Real talk, keep doing what you're doing. Like, RK bro is growing on me, literally. RK bro is literally growing on me. It's, it's <laughs> their chemistry is becoming better now. I see, bro. Riddle, Riddle's now hitting RKO's. He's hitting them RKO's now. I I see you, Riddle. I see you. I like what I see. I like what I see. Oh, bro, right there. Hmm. <laughs> He's hitting RKO's, man. And I remember, <laughs> I remember when he dressed up like Randy Orton. That's funny. The mustache and all. That that was that was good. That was a good. <laughs> Dressing up like Randy Orton and hitting that RKO. Yo, that was that was clever. And then at one point I see I see fucking um Ray Norton hitting Riddles move. I'm like, bruh, they they gotta do that. They gotta do that. I, I get, he gotta literally do that in the match. Really, real talk, real talk. He has to do that in the match. But um, but yeah, RK bro, they've grown on me, and right now they're the most like entertaining tag team in in on Raw right now, and it's it's crazy, and I hope they keep up the good work. Honestly, yo, the Street Profits though, man, I love y'all. I love the Street Profits too to death. They're they're really the best on Raw, but under like right under RK bro, literally. Bro, ever since they got on to Raw and drafted to Raw, or just got on, like, the main like the main roster of WWE, bro, it's been... You know, their storylines have just been crazy to me. Real talk. It's just been very, very crazy to me. And they've just been hella good, too. Man. Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins. Bro. Every time... Every time I see for jumping off the top rope, that huge frog splash. I'm like, this man got bunnies. Like, real talk, this man has bunnies. Every time I see him, I'm like, bro, you, you jumping 32 feet? Like, bro, what do you be eating? What you be eating? And what is your workout schedule for you to be jumping that high? Like, man, it's crazy to me. Angelo Dawkins though that man's a powerhouse. Man's a literally turn nobody inside and out, <laughs> literally. But their story like their, like their storyline leading up to um leading up to day one, it was good. Not the best, but it was good. I mean they, they could have done a little bit more better. I'm not gonna hold you. They could have done a little bit more better. I would like to see um excuse me, sorry, I would like to see um like maybe the street prophets turn a little bit of heel uh, because ever since they got you know drafted to the main stage, I just never i don't know i just i just never really seen you know them turn heel at all it's it's weird, I mean. I mean they, they have they have lovely they have a lovely fan base when they're faced, very lovely fan base. But I just want to see them heal for once. I feel like it would, you know, it'll probably like bring more people to start like, like liking them more often like they do now, but just just bring more friend like fans in and just pay attention to them more. Because when they're faced, I mean they do well when they're faced, but heal, I feel like they would do way better when they're healed. Really, like real talk. Oh man! But overall, I think the the story, like the storyline, um leading up to them was solid. The match was very good. But uh, RK Bro retained them titles. Congratulations to RK Bro retain them titles. And we'll see what if anybody on the Raw tag team roster can. Literally defeat y'all. Because right now, no one can. No one can. And Riddle and Randy Orton, I hope y'all don't break up. I hope Vince McMahon does not break y'all up. Because I would be damned if Vince McMahon broke y'all up. I would go down to WWE myself and slap the way off of Vince McMahon for him for breaking y'all two up. I swear that doesn't happen. Because if that does, we're going to have a stern talking to And we at the WWE Universe are going to be pissed. Pissed. I'm I'm watching you. I'm watching you, Vince. I am watching you. You better not make that mistake. Anyway, next match. Uh, Edge versus The Miz. This match was very, very personal. Like, literally personal. Um, I just feel like Miz just got to shut shut the fuck up, literally. I think his big mouth just gets him in trouble a lot. His big mouth just gets him in trouble and he just needs, needs to learn shut up. Literally shut up. I never liked Miz from this, like, when he first came to WWE, I don't like him now. He always been a stubborn, idiot, backstabbing dummy, since he's been in the WWE, nothing has changed about the man, and it's, (laughs) I'm just tired of the Miz, I'm tired, 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 tired of the Miz, tired, I don't like the Miz, never did, never will, Edge though. Edge of this thing. He destroyed them. He destroyed the mess out of him. He deserved that big time. Like, the Miz deserved every ass kicking he got from Edge. Every last one of them. Their story mode was solid. I really liked it, too. Like, really. Like, a really, really like... If I had to rate it, which I really don't rate, like, storylines and, like, go leading up to big time matches on the big stage. I give that whole, like, match itself... Maybe like uh like a like a four, like a solid four. I really liked it. I really liked it. Leading out to it it was fantastic. Um their storyline back and forth was 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 really ridiculous. Literally when it was crazy how at like one point on um on Raw when basically Ed was literally about to go after Miz and then Miz threw his wife. Um his wife in front of Edge and Edge almost literally hit um Maurice on accident and then Miss said, Yo, that was a good idea. She got hella pissed and slapped him like crazy. Just mm, what you like I'm like, bruh. Like that's what you get. Don't put your wife in front of front of you and expect you not to get hit. I'm just telling the truth. Don't put your wife in front of you and expect not to get hit. Because Edge was close to spearing your wife. By this By a little tiny droplet. He was close to literally spearing your wife onto the ground. He stopped himself. Gladly. That would be bad. Literally, that would be bad. Um, But Miss. I feel like with Miz, you don't think before he does anything. That's the problem with Miz. He don't think before he do anything. And then every time he, get, he gets on the main stage with a pay-per-view match, he always gets his ass beat every single time. Um not every single time, but most of the time. But he deserved that. But yo, when his wife came, when Edge's wife came? Beth? Ooh, I'm like, bruh, you have made a mistake, Miz. You have made a mistake. You, you just woke up a demon inside of Edge. You made his wife came down to the ring and chased Maurice all across the ring. Bruh, like she was scared she was hella scared. She like, she saw a ghost. As soon as her theme song played, Miz and Murray's eyes was lit up like they just seen a ghost. Like, bruh. She was scared. She was literally backing up. Power walking, not running, power walking, just trying to get away from her. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Bruh, I was like, bruh, you have woken up the devil and you just played a game that's not supposed to be played. After that, Mitch was like, bruh, where you going? Where you going? As soon as he turned, as soon as Miss turned around, blah! Egg spirited him. One, two, three. Edge wins. Bruh, if you're if you're messing with Edge to a point, his wife. Has his back 24-7. And you ain't gonna like the outcome that happens after you mess with him. You mess with him, you mess with his wife. and You mess with both of them, you both deserve an ass-kicking. That's how it works. Overall, I love that match. <laughs> I love when she came out. That was just the funniest thing. Oh, my God. That... <laughs> but... At Royal Rumble, like I said, at the Royal Rumble, it will be Edge and Beth Phoenix against Ms and Maurice. And might I say, that will be the, oh man, I don't even have words right now. I just know that match will be so fire, so, so good. It's not even funny. Oh, my God. I just I just want that match to come right now. I just want to see that. I just want to fast forward to the Royal Rumble and watch that match. Not on the TV, live, in person. I'll be like, <laughs> you deserve that ass whooping, man. I'm like, you deserve that ass whooping. You deserve that ass whooping Miz. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Edge, keep up the good work. Keep dominating over your opponents. Especially because, like I said, Miz deserved that one. Big time. Big, big, big time. But, oof. The two, now leading up to the, the, oof, the two big main event matches. The two big main event matches. Next match, Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan for the Raw Women's Championship. Where Becky Lynch retains her title. This match... This match was, was, oh my god, words don't even describe how good this match was. I mean, yeah, I'm sad that, uh, she lived Morgan, didn't win. Liv Morgan that has a lot of potential, from from going to you know the right squad, and just just her character, just her personality alone was you know was hella good, hella hella flames. Then they had, then you know they dismantled the right squad. I feel like WWE didn't put enough into the right squad to make them, you know, go, to go off. Like, to make them to, like, be a good, like, tag team. Like, a, a very good tag team to the point they can win the Women's Tag Team Championships. Or the Tag Team Title Belt, sorry. And it sucks to me that with great talent like that, it, they don't get used often. And I think that's just Vince's problem, with great time like that it they don't get used often, and they just start cutting people just because of budget cuts parentheses budget cuts I don't know I don't, I don't like it i I don't like it at all um but after that, it just became Ruby Wright and then Liv Morgan. They had plenty of shots to win the titles. Plenty of shots. The WWE didn't see it. They set up. Oh, it's not working. Ruby Riot be gone, and now Liv Morgan, the last one of the other right squad that's still in the WWE. After that, she took a hiatus for a good along a good amount of time. Came back, brand new hair, brand new everything. After that, she's she been, ever since she came back with her new look and everything, she's been winning, she's been winning matches. She's done a lot better in the ring, chemistry better, story like her, you know, her, you know, doing promos is getting better. Everything will, is getting better for her. And even though she has never won a title, she she has been doing very well for herself, very very well for her. And I will just like to say. Liv Morgan. You are a beast. You are a superstar of a female. I really, really hope. You know. On your next opportunity. That you win that Raw. Or, or, or Smackdown. Or like, uh, you know. Championship title. I hope you really do. Because this female has a lot of potential. She puts in work every day. She puts in that grind. She knows what she wants to go for. And she will get it done. When. But look. When she had. Her first. You no. Know, title opportunity. For the Raw tag team. I'm oh, sorry. 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 Not the Raw tag team. Sorry. Wrong title. Uh, for the Raw women's Champion, uh, championship. Against Baggy Lynch. Like. I feel like she was ready. But at the same time. She wasn't. Because, um, I feel like they just never really gave a, like you know a good amount of time to prepare for the match, really. And I feel like if Becky Lynch never held that rope, and also if the referee never really turned the way he turned when he was doing you know the one two three count, I feel like. Becky Lynch would have retained the title, and on top of that, the referee would have saw her hand on the rope, and, you know, they were, they, you would have just been like, no, no, hands on the rope, no, and, you know, he, he would have saw it. Either I don't know if Becky Lynch would have stopped, well, you know, still be champion, if that never happened, or, you know, or if she would have lost it to, you know, Liv Morgan, I don't know. I don't know how it went if, you know, if, you know, the referee caught her. But, um, overall, she did get robbed. Not gonna lie. She did get robbed when it was raw on the main event in the main event match. She did. Um, it's sad. It sucked. She got robbed. But she bounced back from it. She trained like crazy. And she, she went against Becky Lynch. At day one, fought hard, long battle, lost. I'm not gonna hold you. She did, but but I feel like she can win it. There, there's like gonna be one at one point. She will win that title. I guarantee for sure she will win that title. I hope she really does. She has the potential. She got the strength. She has the motivation, the mentality. She she can do it. I you know for a girl like herself, she. Can definitely get it done and become raw, like a raw women's champion. I hope that happens. I hope, you know, she get a chance to, to, you know, make her dream become a reality and win that belt. Becky Lynch. Ooh, Becky, 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 Becky. Becky. Oh, man, that that woman alone has been... Dominant. So, so dominant. Like, no cap. She's a better Raw. She's a better Raw women's champion than a SmackDown women's champion. I'm just telling the truth. Hands down. She's a better Raw champion than a SmackDown women's champion. Let me tell you the reason why I say that. Because... When it comes to SmackDown, I mean she does she like she cares, but at the same time it looks like she doesn't really care. And it's like SmackDown's like eh. I mean been there done that for her, but she doesn't really take it seriously like that. Like if she was you know on Raw, because Raw she goes crazy. Like especially if I you know have to say like before COVID, like like way before COVID when it was um. Seth Rollins as the Universal Champion and her as you know the Raw Women's Champion, or you know even actually no, let me go before that, way before that when it was like and you, you know what match y'all y'all know what match I'm talking about, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, winner takes all at WrestleMania, where Becky Lynch became Becky Two that night. Like, real like real talk, when she became Becky Two Belts, like, n- like not gonna lie, I'm jaw-dropped. I never expect a female just to win both belts in one sitting in one night. I love that match to the death of me. Best main event female match of all time, hands down. Everybody will agree with me. Best female Main event match of all time, and when I when we when we all saw Becky Lynch out on that stage holding up to both of the titles, I'm like, I know she will go far. She will definitely go far in WWE, especially on the women's roster. Like after that, she became a loved person. And just all out, just a oof, just all out hell of fire. And then after that, like I think a couple weeks later, she lost the SmackDown SmackDown title. I forgot who. Um, and then just just kept with the Raw you know, women's championship and just kept it and, kept it and kept it and kept it and never lost it. And then after that, she just became the most dominant raw women's champion ever. Literally. She's better than Alexis Bliss. She's a better She's better than uh, Nia Jax. I feel like in my opinion, she's even better than Charlotte Flair. And I know I despise Charlotte with a passion. I don't like that female. I mean, yeah, Charlotte Flair is 14-plus women titles overall, and, you know, if you count everything together. But, I feel like she's way better than Charlotte. Way better than Charlotte. Way better. Um. And Becky Lynch is just crazy to me. And... I just, you know, I just really, I really love her. Literally, to the death of me. I love that female. I really, really do. And it's it's just hella crazy. Hella, hella crazy to me. um But Becky Lynch, after, you know, she left Raw, had her baby. Came back months later, months later, like not even months, like a year plus later, like it probably like a year, like a little over a year plus later, came back at Summerslam, at Summerslam, against against Bianca Belair, literally beat her in thirty seconds with a choke slam, and then bam, SmackDown Women's Champion, literally, just like that. I'm like, what? I was, we were all crazy. We, we we knew what happened. We were all crazy. But, yo, that was, that was hella, hella crazy. Hella shocking to me. Very shocking. Oh, my gosh. And then after that, you know, you know, Charlotte and Becky Lynch switching titles. And she she's just back to being the dominant, dominant female in, you know, on the Raw, the Raw, uh, uh Women's Division. Literally, back to being the most dominant Female on the Raw Women's Division. Literally. I just... Hands down. Can't really say anything about it. But... Overall, Becky Lynch. Very great, great, great person. Great champion. Liv Morgan. I know she'll get her shot soon. Again. It's just a matter of time. Better training. She will get it. Real talk. She will get it. And I feel like... You know... And I feel like it it will just happen. But overall, very, very solid match. I hope she gets her opportunity again. Becky Lynch again, you know, beats and retains her title against, you know, Liv Morgan. And we're just going to see what other stuff, you know, WWE has planned for Liv Morgan And we're going to see what other stuff, um, you know, Becky Lynch has, you know, um has planned and what she has up her sleeve as well too. <laughs> oh man. But um before I get into the last match um of Day 1 pay-per-view the Roman Reigns and the Brock Lesnar situation that match, the universal championship match that was supposed to happen at um, day one. You know, WWE announced that uh, Roman Reigns um, has COVID. Um, you know, like I said, I hope he recovers well and everything like that. But then again, it hits me when, you know, not only Roman Reigns... Has you know, COVID, but it said Seth Rollins also had COVID as well too. But we're just we're gonna get to that in a minute. We're gonna get to that to the minute when it comes to the the last pay per view match. We're gonna we're gonna get to that to the minute. But what dawns upon me, even though the WWE say. Even though WWE say, like, oh, Roman Reigns has COVID and everything. In my mind, in my mind, I'm like, does he really have COVID, though? Because if he did have COVID, which WWE said he did, wouldn't Roman Reigns also tweet about it? Like, think about it. Really, think about it. WWE planned... Planned him... Like, planned Roman Reigns not to wrestle that night. Because... They knew... They knew that... They knew that Brock versus him... Would be a very deadly match, and we already knew, and he already knew that one of them had to give up, obviously one of them had to win that match. And like and like Paul Heyman said, I'm not I'm not protecting you from Brock Lesnar. I'm protecting Brock Lesnar from you. When that when when Paul Heyman said that, it hit me, because we already know that Brock Lesnar is deadly in the ring, and we already know that Roman Reigns is also very deadly in the in the ring as well too. Them two clashing is major chaos, and they knew. They knew that that match would probably go on forever and it would be uncertain to a winner at that point. Because... You've seen what they did each other at Crown Jewel. That match was hella crazy. Hella crazy. Very, very crazy. And now, and now up up here, today like to day one pay per view, Roman Reigns has COVID, COVID, and nowhere to be found. And it's funny because I feel like they're setting. I feel like they're setting both of them up to be. Um, at WrestleMania, it gotta be either WrestleMania or one of the big pay per views, because and we all we all know that Paul Heyman got fired, and there's no you know crawling his way back to you know to bloodline because they disowned him, and like Paul Heyman said in his in his interview. He said he may, likely his career might be over because he served the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, for two years straight. And and that was, and that dawned upon him because... Because for a long time, he was an advocate for Brock Lesnar. Then when Brock Lesnar lost his title, he said, I have no work. I have no job. So who am I going to be an advocate for? Ding, ding, ding. Roman Reigns. Chemist advocate. Part of the family. Well, now... Now it was part of the family but was part of the bloodline family and after a while when it was SummerSlam when Brock's music played Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman had that weird look on their face, especially Because they feel like they just saw a ghost. A ghost that appeared from thin air. And Brock Lesnar returned. And especially when Roman Reigns gave him, like, Paul Heyman that look. I'd be like, what is Brock doing here? Why is Brock back in the WWE? And why does he want to take my title from me? And then after that, it just became major susness with Paul Heyman. Ever since Brock Lesnar came back, major, major sus with Paul Heyman, and it it just it went from just every pay per view leading up to you know them supposed to be fighting at day one, just sus. More sus, sus, sus from Paul Heyman to the point he got caught and got fired from Roman Reigns on live television on SmackDown and then saying that his career may be over, well may be over. Then we were supposed to get a, like a, a like a main event match for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, COVID, and now, and now they put Brock Lesnar in the Fatal Four Way match, which now became a Fatal Five Way match. For the WWE Championship. Let me get into the fi- the Fatal Five Way match. It was Biggie versus Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. versus Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE championship where Brock Lesnar F5 pins Big E to get and win. The WWE Championship. Reason I have a reason for saying it that slow too, because I because Brock Lesnar, not even that WWE knew that Brock Lesnar was struggling as a champion ever since, ever since. Big E beat Bobby Lashley, cashed in his Money in Bank briefcase, and beat Bobby Lashley. Ever since then, he's been struggling. Like, he was like, maybe like the first couple of matches he had it. But ever since then, he's been struggling. Like, struggling, struggling just to retain that title. Like... He like he got he he lost more matches as a champion than winning than winning with his championship belt. I think he has way more losses than Kofi Kingston does when he had that belt. Kofi Kingston had losses, good amount of losses, but. Biggie had a lot of losses with that belt. I think a li- even a little bit more than Kofi Kingston at the time, when Kofi Kingston had that belt in twenty nineteen. And I just, I just feel like, I just feel like, even though Biggie had great appoint- like sorry, even though Biggie had like great opponents and everything, they never really used them that well. Like, it's always, when it comes, for some reason, when it comes to, like, like, a an African-American person winning the championship, they never really have it for that long. If you even think about it, they never really have it for that long. For a great example, Bobby Lashley, you know, beat... Beat Miz in a matter of seconds. Become WWE champion. As soon... As soon as COVID and the Thunderdome was over. The man got, you know, injured. Knee was hurting him. Gave out on him. You know. And then... And then, uh, I'm sorry. Not Bobby Lashley. Um... Big E ran down with his briefcase and cashed in on Bobby Lashley, gave him a big ending and won. I'm not saying it's bad that, you know, Big E won the title. I'm just saying that Bobby Lashley's reign was short. was short. Same thing goes for Big E. It was short. Because... For some reason, WWE knew they were struggling and they just needed to put on someone different to make the you know the reign last longer. So after they realized when Bobby Lashley's reign was you know it was a good one but short, give it a big E. See if he see if he had like a chance to keep it on him for a long time. Didn't keep it on him for a long time at all. Maybe like maybe like. You know, two like two a little, a little over maybe like two months they had the title, then lost it. Like it's crazy. Yeah, Bobby Lashley back to back. He defeated him one without a cage, one in a cage. Biggie, big um like big ending off the middle rope. One, two, three. Kevin Owens in a cage. Cage match. Big ending off the top rope. Crawled his way out to victory. Drew McIntyre at Crown Jewel. He beat Drew McIntyre. And then, after that, it's after that it was you know it was a t- it was like basically like matches just to see who was Biggie's next opponent. Then it was like Seth Rollins versus Biggie. That was supposed to be the regular scheduled match for day one. Then after that, they just had to put in people. They just, then it was Kevin Owens. Then if then you know Bobby Lashley won his title back. Then if Bobby Lashley beat all three three athletes like you know three wrestlers, then he's in the match. Then you know Bobby Lashley became like was in it. Then he became a four, fatal four way. Then all of a sudden like Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar got canceled because like Roman Reigns got COVID. Then they bring then they had no other choice. Then to bring Brock Lesnar in the match. The match only lasted 10 minutes. 10 whole minutes. And Brock beat all of them in 10 minutes. WWE knew that Big E was struggling with the title. So what did they do? Boop. Brock Lesnar. I'm like, I know I should be mad about it. Very mad. I am mad about it, not going to lie. But it's Brock Lesnar at the end of the day. Like, what you going to do about it? It is Brock Lesnar at the end of the day. That man is a very dominant athlete. Very, very dominant athlete. Three-time Universal Champion. Now... And now he's a three-time WWE champion. <sighs> it's hard to think about it because they just start throwing people into the into a, you know this match. They said, "Oh, Seth Roll-, like Seth Rollins versus Biggie." That's not enough. That's in Kevin Owens. Oh, Kevin Owens versus Biggie versus Seth Rollins. That's not enough. Let's throw in Bobby Lashley. Oh, like Bobby Lashley, Big E, Seth Rollins, and Kevin Owens. Oh, that's not enough. Let's just throw in like Brock Lesnar. because what the heck. I feel like it was fine with just with Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley should just. No, no, I think that was way too much of that and Bobby Lapsley and Brock Lesnar in there. Even Kevin Owens as well too. I gotta say that. Them three that was unnecessary people to put in. That match alone just made me mad. Because not only not only did the the match that lasted ten minutes, but he la- but he lost his title in ten minutes. That's how bad that I'm mad that's how mad I am. He lost his title in ten minutes. Ten minutes. Big E had so much potential. So much potential with that title. So much. I'm just mad. I'm just so mad that they couldn't just Done nothing better with that match. Yeah, I'm just I'm fed up with that match too. I'm just fed up. I'm just, just I'm just it's just hard talking about it because how how messed up it is, literally. And then at the end, Biggie. I felt Biggie had it too. Biggie big. E, big uh, did a big end in the Bobby Lashley. He was about to do a big end. To to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar said nope F5 one, two, 3, WWE champion just like that. I'm not gonna lie, I do like Brock now as a as a face. I I do like I I do love Brock Lesnar as a face too. He's good either as a heel or a face. I really like him to the to this day too, as well. But I just wish that match was longer and I just wish Biggie just retained his title. I I wish. I really hoped he did. And he and he just didn't. Oh my god. I feel like he should just kicked out and just try to at least keep the match at least going a little bit longer, but it's Brock Lesnar at the end of the day. What you gonna do about it? At the end of the at the end of the night, Brock we became like came on top and is now Your new WWE Champion. It it, it sounds in my voice that I'm very mad and upset right now. Because I am. Just talking about it. Because how bad. How good and bad that match went. But also at the end too. In... Like you can see in Bobby Lashley's eyes, that and looking up at Brock as the champion, I know, I know this is gonna, this, this is gonna be one of, it's gonna be one of two things that's gonna happen, one of two things, either, either Bobby Lashley versus, versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship like a match that we were all supposed to get from the beginning at SummerSlam but never happened or not even at SummerSlam maybe ever since every, yeah yeah at SummerSlam if Bobby Lashley still had the title when Bobby Lashley had that title and it was supposed to be you know you know basically Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley but never happened And now from when we saw that little snippet of Bobby Lashley looking up at Brock Lesnar as Brock Lesnar holds the title and becomes WWE champion. We know that there's a potential storyline that's going to happen between them two. And I can't wait for it. And I know the next one after that, maybe it's probably going to be, um, after, you know, Roman Reigns, you know, is better from COVID. Um, a winner takes all match, or something as along along the lines of that match. You know, Roman Reigns is Universal Champion versus you know Brock Lesnar's WWE Champion. Winner takes all, or unification match, or something like that along those lines. Or maybe Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns. Winner takes all type match. Something bet- between those three. Between those three will happen. I just know for a fact. I have a strong feeling that's going to be one of them, one of the matches. I just hope it happens. I hope we get like the Bobby versus Brock Lesnar i like we always wanted. I still want to see Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar as well too. Shoot. I even, wanted, I even want to see, I even want to see Big E to get back his title because that's messed up and I feel like I feel like just Biggie should just have a longer title reign than that than just a little like a little over 2 months to me. But but yeah. I that's all I really have to say about that. I don't really have nothing more just talking about. If I just talk about it more, I'm just going to be pissed off more than I already am right now. But um but overall like day 1 pay, day 1 pay-per-view was a solid pay-per-view. If I were to rate the whole entire thing, I'd give it like a 7.5 out of ten. I mean there is there's some parts of you know day one that I liked and there's some parts that I just you know didn't really like all that much. Overall, it was a solid pay-per-view, solid pay-per-view to start out 2022. Um But yeah <laughs> Overall, it was just great, loving. I hope that, you know there's solid pay per view in the future, especially when Royal Rumble coming up, and we're just gonna see what WWE has in store for you know, for you know just everybody in general. But overall, that's about wraps it up for tonight. Thank you for um, listening and tuning in to the return, the return of organized mess. Like I said, we back, we better than ever. There's gonna be no more hiatuses from here on out. Twenty twenty two, we gonna be straight grinding and shining, baby. Straight grinding and shining. Man, I missed y'all to death. I missed y'all. I missed y'all. I missed y'all. Miss y'all. And I'm here. And I'm just, I'm just gonna be, keep putting the hard work for y'all. Keep grinding on, just putting in episodes for y'all to listen to and listen just like just <laughs> I right, like I don't even have that much words as as a moment, but I'm just gonna put in this work for y'all and I'm just you know trying to see this this whole thing rise to the top. Just rise to the top, slowly climb to the top. But yeah, I hope everybody enjoys their like enjoys the night. And this is your boy ATV2. And this is Organized Mess. We out. Or I'm out. Later, y'all.